are listening to Graceway's weekly message podcast. We hope that this message encourages you to know and enjoy God, find friends, discover your purpose, and make a difference in your community. Enjoy the message. So here's the question, why are we doing Super Sweet Sunday? What's the point of this? So let's say what it's not, first of all. We're not celebrating Halloween. That's not the intent of it. Uh, We are also not celebrating candy. That's just the side benefit from it. Can I get an amen on that? All the parents are questioning that right now. Here's why it is. There's two reasons. First is is just for the joy of it. Just for the joy of it, just, just for the anticipation, for the creativity, for the laughter, just to have the opportunity to just have a little bit of fun uh, in church today. And secondly, and, and really mainly, is for what it teaches us, not about Halloween and not about candy, but what the kids teach us as we get to be in the room with them. What the kids teach us. If you're, if you're watching them right now, they don't, they don't know that church is supposed to be serious and boring, Right? They, they don't know that they're supposed to be proper and quiet. They just know that they're having a good time. And I think that it's important for us from time to time to just have these experiences as families and just as adults remind ourselves that our faith is supposed to be alive. Our faith is supposed to be joyful. We want to know and enjoy God. Come on, say amen to that, church. So in Matthew chapter 19 and verse 14, an interesting thing is said, Jesus is speaking and he says this, but Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. Hey, hey, adults, make it easy for kids to get to Jesus. Make it easy for kids to understand Jesus. Don't, don't put a bunch of religion and a bunch of rules and a bunch of manners between them and Jesus. Just make Jesus as accessible as possible to them. Hey, Graceway, like, let's not be so serious that we can't have events like this and days like this that are just a little bit silly and make it easy for a kid to see themselves as a part of this church called Graceway. Come on, adults, say amen to that. It's an important thing for us. Jesus says, don't make it hard. Don't hinder them. And then he says this really interesting thing that's stuck with me over the last couple weeks. He says, for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. This is really interesting. Jesus says that the kingdom belongs to the kids. The kingdom belongs to the kids. This is interesting because we don't tend to think of it that way. We think that the kingdom belongs to the mature and to the responsible and to the godly and to the religious. And Jesus says, no, 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 the kingdom belongs to the kids. And so I I got thinking about this, and and here's what I I need. I need three volunteers. Here's the requirements. You have to be under 10 years of age and you have to be wearing a costume. Just raise your hand if you're willing to do that. Right here, okay, in the back, the angel, okay, right here. Yep, you. And Pastor Todd, can you bring me that mic? All right, just come on up, come on up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Just right here, right here, right here. And the angel, right here. You guys just line up just like this, okay? You good? All right. Okay, so in the first service, we had all boys. Come over here, sweetie. Or just scoot down. Scoot down. Scoot down. Right here. All the rule followers. Good job. Right here. So I can make sure I get you. Okay. In the, what's up, man? You want in on this? Deal. Stand right there. Okay. <laughs> 
So let me be clear, as evidenced by the last 10 seconds, this is not scripted. I did not ask these kids before. Whatever comes out of their mouth, don't send me an email about, send their parents an email about, all right? I can't be held responsible. So I'm just gonna ask you guys some questions, okay? I just need you to answer honestly, and I'm gonna hold the mic up and you just let me know, okay? Fair enough? All right, I want you to tell me your name, and I want you to tell me who your costume is. Sophia, and my costume is Anna. Is who? Anna. Anna from what? Frozen. Frozen. Are you going to sing a solo for me right now? Uh, no. No. Okay, fine. My name is Miriam, and I'm a vampire. You're a vampire? Oh, my goodness. You're a very pretty vampire. I thought vampires were supposed to be scary and not pretty, but you're pretty and not that scary. What's the deal? You don't know? Now I'm a little scared that you're giving me that look. <laughs> you're, you're not a scary vampire. You are? Okay, fair enough. Well, I don't want to see that. I don't like getting scared. You know what I mean? All right, Angel, hop up here. What's your name? Rhea. Rhea, and what are you? An angel. You're an angel. Are you a scary angel? Okay, you're a nice angel. Scary vampire, nice angel, Disney heroine. No? It's like a hero that's a woman. No, she's not a hero. She's not a hero? She is kind of. Yeah, she's a hero. This, it looks like just me and you, bro. Just me and you up here. What's your name? Gabriel. Gabriel, and what are you? A ninja. You're a ninja. I love it. I love it. Okay. Back to you. Are we going to have problems today? Me and you? We're good? Okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to tell me who you live with. Like, is it mom and dad? Grandma, Grandpa, Aunt, Uncle. I want you to tell me who they are and what their names are. Can you do that? Okay. My mommy and my daddy and my brother. My mommy's name is Maria, my daddy's name is Christopher, and my brother's name is Edward. Fantastic. All right. How about you, scary vampire? My mom's name is Angela, my dad's name is Ali, and my sister's name is Anna, and my brother's name is JJ and Gib. Awesome. And are they vampires as well? No. No, what are they? I don't know. They don't, don't want to dress up like me. They didn't dress up? Unbelievable. All right, scoot up here, scoot up here. Angel, who are you? Rhea. You're Rhea, and who do you live with? My mom and dad. And what are their names? Their names are Shanda and Maurice. They're who? Shanda and Maurice. Okay, and brothers or sisters? They're older than me, though. It's what? One name is Rhea and one name is Sean. And okay. I have a niece, her name is London. And you all live together? No. Oh, okay. Who, who lives in your house? Mom, dad, brother, sister? Well, one, Bree lives in an apartment, and Sean lives, I don't know. I think it's a house. You don't know who or... lives in your house? I do. You do? Well, tell me who lives in your house. My mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Okay. Okay, we're good? Yeah. No one else. Okay. My man, who lives in your house? Mom and my sister. Okay, and what's your mom's name? Amanda. And what's your sister's name? Melina. And is she older or younger than you? Well, she's one year older than One me. year, just one. Okay, got it. All right. Okay, guys, the line, the line, okay? Come on. Help me. Help me. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm going to ask you some questions. You just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. If you were a food, what kind of food would you be? Avocado. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Why? Because I love avocado. And you love you? Yes. Perfect. A pineapple? A pineapple. 
Okay, why? Because you're prickly on the outside, but sweet inside? No, no they're good. So I have to eat it. What? So I'm going to eat it myself. Yeah, exactly. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. How about you? You don't know? Oh, Should I come back to you? Yeah. Okay. You, do you know? Are you ready? To do what? What, if you were a food, what food would you be? Um, I would be... Should I come back to you? A potato. A potato? <laughs> Obviously. A baked potato or like a French fry? A French fry. A French fry. And why would you be a French fry? Because... Because they're awesome, right? Yes. Exactly. All right, back to you, sweetie. Okay. Pass? Okay, you get one pass. All right, fair enough. Okay, back to you, avocado. If, when is the last time that you went to the grocery store and you bought avocados for your family? Uh, never. What, never? I never bought avocados for my you've family. Never if you were a food, you would be an avocado, but you've never gone to the grocery store and bought avocados for your family. Yeah. So who do you think is going to buy the avocados for you? My mommy. You expect your mom to buy all the food that you eat? Okay, interesting. Okay, why? Because it's her job, do you think? Yes, and because she loves avocados also. She also loves avocados, exactly. Okay, when is the last time that you went to the grocery store and bought pineapples for your family? Three weeks ago. You went to the grocery store and bought pineapples for your family? Yeah. With your own money? No. Whose money? Who's my money dad. You, who's? My dad. You used your dad's money? Does your dad know that you took his money and bought pineapples? No. He does not. Okay, fair enough. All right, right up here, right up here. How about you? Well, you didn't answer. I got to pass you on this too. Sorry. Okay. When's the last time you went and bought French fries at the grocery store or like McDonald's for your family? Uh, I don't know what it was, but... I gave mom my money so you did for, so we could get McDonald's. You did. That was awesome of you. But let me ask you a question. Was I, that like all the time, or normally does mom buy it was the fries? Once. One time. Okay. I only gave it to her once. Okay, but normally does mom buy the groceries? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you expect her to, right? Because she's she's the mom. Do you expect your parents to, like, get you food and stuff? You feel like it's their job? You yes. do? Okay, how about you? Both. Both? What does that mean? You think, it's the, you think your parents, like, when you go to the refrigerator and it's full of food, are you like, oh, mom and dad bought groceries? Or do you think that was nice of me to buy groceries? Both, still. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to vote for you when you run for president. How about you? Um, when yeah. my parents buy Yeah, you expect, groceries. you expect. Okay, all right. Next question. If you were 40 feet tall, 40 feet tall, what would you do? Ride the mamba. Where are her parents? Whose parents? Yeah. Ride the mamba? What does that even mean? It's that world of fun. You, well, you could ride it now. Why do you have to wait till you're 40? Feet tall. I don't know. Just, just, that's the plan. Okay. All right. How about you? <laughs> Ride all the way to Nebraska. Where, where are her parents? 
They're like, I ain't raising my hand. Nebraska? All right, let's get this girl a map, all right? How about you? 40 feet tall. I will build a skyscraper. You would build a skyscraper, starting at the top? Yeah. Okay, cool. How about you, bro? I would, um, I would, um, I would, uh, <laughs> I would, I would, um, I guess play basketball because yeah. if I was 40 feet tall, it would yeah. be too easy Good for call. me to, The, I'm as tall as the um, Ned, so that I can just pick up the ball and just put it in there, and then over and over, and I just, oh, and then I would just win. Anything else? I would also um, uh, go um, skydiving. <laughs> Why would you wait until you're 40 feet tall to go skydiving? Because uh, I wouldn't need a parachute because I'll, I, I'll be too tall. So where, where is this land, boy's parents? So that I could just land on my feet. Do you know if you jumped out of 10,000 feet, 40 feet, you're still, it's going to be a bad day. If you jump out of a plane that's 10,000 feet in the air and you only are 40 feet tall and you jump out and go skydiving, like you're not going to be tall enough. It's still going to be a bad day for you. Whatever. It's your, hey, it's your answer, okay? Okay, um, who goes to bed first, you or your parents? My parents. What time do you go to bed? Uh, Normally. Like seven. Your parents go to bed before seven o'clock? Uh-huh. Really? <laughs> So, who locks the doors and makes sure everyone's safe, and who does that? My parents. Your parents make sure you're no, safe. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Start over. Start so over. Yeah. We and my brother go to bed first, and then our parents stay up, and then they lock the doors. Got it. Okay, so they're in charge of safety after you go to sleep. Yeah. Got it. Okay. How about you? I go to bed at... Five in the clock. You do not. Yes, I do. Well, you are a vampire, so you probably have a busy night. I keep taping my house. My house yeah. has to be blocked. So, so I'm a vampire. So who makes sure the house is safe, doors are locked, all that kind of thing? You or your, your folks? My mama. Your mom. Okay. How about for you? What time? Parents first or you first? Parents. Parents. So they lock the doors. They make sure everything's okay. Well, I lock the back door. You like this on. one time, they let me stay up on the phone for four hours. Really? Okay. All right. <laughs> How about you, bro? So sometimes I would lock it, and sometimes my mom would lock okay. it. Okay. But like, who's in charge of safety? Uh, mom. Mom. Okay. Last question, and then we're done. All right. I'm sorry, I'm boring you. Okay. Ready? If you need something, like. You get hurt or you need, like, who do you call? My daddy and my mommy. You call your parents? Because <laughs> they're in charge. Okay. Give her a hand. Go back to your seat. Thank you. I, I have an additional question for you. What do you want to be when you grow up? Do you know yet? How many people are going to work for you when you grow up? 
Everybody. That's the answer I expected. Okay, when you need something now, who do you call? My mom and my dad and my whole family. Your whole family. Okay. You depend on them to help you out. Yeah, I'm the littlest. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, thank you, sweetie. Back to your seat. Give her a hand. Okay. When you are off duty as an angel, right? Because then you're, you're, you know, big deal and powerful. Just a normal kid and you need something, who do you call? Jesus and my parents. Good answer. Good answer. Back to your seat. Give her a hand. Okay, bro. Just me and you. You want to preach? You want to preach? You want to you want to teach the Bible to everyone? Just hang up, uh, out up here with me. Huh? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> who who do you uh, call when you need something? Um, God. God. Good answer. Who other than God? Mom. Your mom, because she helps you out, right? All right, give him a hand. Back to your seat. Bro. <laughs> All right, so Jesus in Matthew 18 continues on this, this idea of the kids being the one who inherit the kingdom. In Matthew 18, verse 1, at that time the disciples come to Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put them in the midst. Right? And he said, truly I say to you, and listen to his phrasing, unless you turn and become like a child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven, but whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So a couple phrases that I want you to see. Unless you turn. So Jesus is speaking Aramaic, and that phrase has kind of two meanings to it. It means turn, like turn on, you weren't doing it, you need to start doing it, or turn on from, meaning you were doing something, and you turn around and you decide to do something else. Jesus says, unless you turn and become like one of these children, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Unless you, unless, unless you become like them, you can't understand, you can't participate, you can't receive the kingdom of heaven. And then he explains it and says, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I think that Jesus is saying this to those of us who are a little bit older. Stop acting like such an adult. Stop acting like such an adult. You heard it. Every kid up here makes an assumption about being taken care of. They expect the food to be provided. They expect the safety to be provided. They expect mom and dad to be in charge and to have their best interest. And we grow out of this, right? In the first service, I said, who's in charge of feeding you? And the kids said, right now, my mom and dad, but when I grow up, then it's up to me, right? We grow out of this in the physical, and Jesus is saying that we tend to grow out of this in the spiritual as well. We think that God's plan for us is to grow into self-sustenance and self-responsibility and maturity, where we come to God and say, God, I did it for you. I got it taken care of. And Jesus says, you're completely missing the point. You're completely missing the point. In fact, Jesus says that the only way you get into the kingdom is to act like a child. In John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13, it says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. 
who were born not of blood, not of the will of flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. Entrance into the kingdom means you have to come into the kingdom like a child in order to become a child of God. You have to come into the kingdom trusting in God's character and his desire to take care of you. You have to believe in faith that God has good things for your life, that God's bigger than you and bigger than your problems. You have to believe that God's character is such that he cares about you, he thinks about you, he wants a relationship with you, and then even if he wants to do it, you have to believe that he's capable of doing it. Did you hear any kid up here say, my mom and dad really want to take care of me, but they can't? No, they assume that mom and dad can take care of them. You know, Jesus is inferring when you come to God and you say, I'll take care of this myself. Jesus is inferring, Jesus is inferring that intending to take care of it yourself precludes you from the kingdom. That coming to God and saying, God, I can be responsible, I can be moral, I can be religious, I can be all of those things are in fact the thing that keeps us outside of a relationship with God. That God wants us to come like a child. That God wants us to come dependent. God wants us to come expectant. God wants us to come assuming that he's a good dad who wants to take care of us and save us. And here's the thing that's interesting. I made this decision. God chose to save me when I was 16 years old. And I prayed to God, God, there's a lot that I don't understand about you taking care of me. There's a lot that I don't understand about your will and your plans and your purposes. But I trust you, and I hope that you don't mess it up. And a lot of you have prayed a prayer like that at some point in your life. But here's what's interesting. We think that we get into the kingdom by acting like a child, and then God wants us to act like an adult, and Jesus says the opposite. Jesus says you get in with that posture, and then I want you to keep that posture. I want you to act like a kid the entire time. Let me show you a couple of things that the Bible says when it comes to our provision, our needs, our stuff. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9, Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray. And he says, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And then what does he say? Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. You know, every kid in this room isn't thinking about two weeks from now. They aren't thinking about their their Roth IRA, they aren't thinking about interest rates, they aren't thinking about the future, they're thinking about how much candy can I get right now, right? How, how, how much candy can I get and am I having fun right now? And here's what God says, don't, don't worry about tomorrow, tomorrow isn't promised to you, ask me today as your father to provide you what you need today. And so much of our stress is assuming that tomorrow will come and that tomorrow is up to us. So much of our stress is assuming that this has to be done in our strength. This is the reason you worry so much about the stock market. This is the reason you have 19 locks and a ring doorbell so you can see if a stranger comes to it. This is the reason that you're always stressed about the upward mobility of your job and the address that you live in and is the car going to run? Am I going to have what I need? And God says, come to me like a kid. Come to me like a kid. Trust me today. Trust me today with your stuff. So much of our stress is wrapped up in acting like an adult and so much of our pride is wrapped up in forgetting how much has been already provided to us, right? You know, kids, kids remember what they got in the recent. If you say to your kids, what did I give you three Christmases ago? What are they going to say? What are you going to give me this Christmas, man? <laughs> so much of our pride is in forgetting how little we provided ourselves. 
We think, we think that we did it. We think that we earned it. We think that it's our money, and it's our position, and it's our this, and it's our that. And God says, trust me that I am a, the giver of every good and perfect gift. Trust me that as your dad, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to provide for you. But just ask me about today. Don't, don't be an adult about this. Ask me for today. And next is, is our security, our salvation, our provision, and our security. Romans 8 says this. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Romans 8.16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So think about this. If you're a follower of Jesus in here, God claims you. God claims you. God says, that's, that's my kid. So I have three kids. Noah is 15, Emma is 13, and Isaiah is nine. Three incredible kids and I claim them. They're mine and my wife's. They have my last name, and when I claim them, I'm claiming responsibility for them. I'm saying to them, I'm gonna keep you safe. I'm saying to them, I'm gonna make sure you're fed. I'm saying to them, to the very best of my ability, I'm gonna provide you with a safe, fulfilled, progressing life, right? Because you're, you're my kids. And so whenever we become followers of Jesus, we get to be the children of God. God claims us. God is not an absent father. God does not say, I didn't want you. God does not say, I'm not with your mama anymore. I don't want anything to do with you. God says, I've always wanted you. And because God wants you and because God claims you, God, your responsibilities, the things that you need, listen to me, are up to God. Your safety is up to God. Your provision is up to God. Your salvation is up to God. The things that you need and when you need them, the very best will that he has for you is up to him to bring to pass if you're a follower of Jesus. And then lastly is authority, Romans 8 and verse 15. But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. So listen to this. Children in biblical times had the honor of having their family name. I say this to my kids quite often. I say, your last name has some privileges that come with it, right? You, you have access to relationships because your last name is done. You, you have access to certain benefits. You have access to certain blessings because mom and I are your parents, because we love you, because we take responsibility for you. Just your last name being done means something to certain people, right? And so whenever you find yourself in a position that you need something, I don't want you to use your name. I want you to use my name. Your kids already know this, right? If you don't stop, I'm going to go tell dad because they know that their name doesn't have any authority with their siblings. But if I say, I'm going to go get dad, well, 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 then authority comes into play. My dad said to tell you, right? Kids already know this. But somewhere along the way in the spiritual, we think that we should fight our battles in our name and under our authority. That, that the principalities and the powers in the spiritual care about your authority. No, no, no. you got to come and you got to use God's authority and you got to use God's name with him in Jesus' name, right? Under God's authority. I'm a child of God. And whenever I need something, Hebrews 4 and verse 16, I approach the throne with grace and with confidence. I pray with confidence because I'm coming as a kid. I pray with certainty because I'm coming as a kid. I, 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 I come expectantly 
knowing that my salvation was because of God, knowing that my provision is because of God, knowing that my security is because of God, knowing that I'm under God's authority. So here's what I want for you. If you're already a follower of Jesus, what I want for you is to have a posture of a child that is confident in your heavenly Father. I want, I, want you, I want you to begin to operate not as, God, look what I have and look how responsible I am, but God, I need you. God, I, I need to be safe with you. I need you to provide. I need your will to be in my life. And I'm coming to you like a kid independent. But here's the other thing. If you're not a follower of Jesus, please listen to me. God wants your relationship with you. God wants you to be his child and him to be your father. And there's not a better father in all of the universe than the God of the Bible. There's nobody who loves you like the God of the Bible. There's nobody who wants to bless you like the God of the Bible. There's no one who wants to provide for you like the God of the Bible. You're never more safe than when you are in the hand of the God of the Bible. You never have more authority than with the creator of all things, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, the God of the Bible. And if you want to talk to somebody about a relationship with that God today in the hustle and bustle of this day, instead of going that way, just come down front and we would love to talk to you. Come on, church, say amen to that. Why don't you stand up? Let me pray for you. God, we love you today. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for every young soul. I thank you for all the creativity and joy that's in the room. We thank you, God, for laughter and for smiles. But most of all, God, we thank you that you're our good father, that we get to be your children, that we get to be defined by you and your authority, that we're kept by you, that we're provided for by you, that we're saved by you. We love being your kids. If anybody in the room today isn't a follower of you, isn't a child of you, would you call them safely home for your glory and our joy? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.